What up, y'all? Welcome to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It's your girl, Keisha, of Upgraded Mindsets, and I created this platform to bring awareness, resource, and solution to negative and hindering behaviors plaguing our individual selves and our communities. Some of these topics can be uncomfortable, but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are necessary. Follow your girl on all streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel and let's get started. What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It is your girl, Keisha, a.k.a. Coach K. Woods. And y'all know I'm the founder of Upgraded Mindsets and this lovely, lovely podcast. Before I get started, y'all know, if you have not, please hit the subscribe button. If you are listening on the podcast, please follow it on your favorite streaming platform. I appreciate the support, you guys. Um, You know, the Empowering Real Talk podcast is here to have those raw and uncut conversations, sometimes uncomfortable ones. But in order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are super necessary. So as y'all can see, I have a lovely guest with me today. I appreciate her being here and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hello, hello. Hi, Keisha. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be here. We got a lot to tell you today. It's all about childhood and love trauma. Period. I'm Milne, and for I've been teaching the mindset for success for over 40 years. And been a psychotherapist, licensed mental health counselor for 23 years in private practice and a coach in my coaching business called Lessons in Life and Love. I do specialize in healing both childhood and love relationship trauma because they are definite related. And 100% of us do have childhood trauma. So if you think, no, I didn't have that, guess what? You're going to learn which ones you do have today. Forbes magazine voted one of the top 10 coaches to follow in 2022 and Wealth Insider magazine, number one best-selling author of my books, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Wealth You Deserve. And live beyond your dreams from fear and doubt to personal power, purpose, and success. And I also have a podcast called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Oh, I love it. Oh, you just made my day. Listen, you guys, if I didn't tell y'all that these conversations were necessary, today you're going to understand why these conversations are necessary. Um, as you can hear with her credentials and everything, I'm super excited to get into things with her. Um, you know, as a coach, I know my boundaries. I know my limits, um, you know, with what I talk about and what I do to advise, guide, you know, and have no problem with referring someone to seek therapeutic intervention. Um, I specialize in making sure that I do that. So I also do my own continuing education to make sure that I stay in compliance with that and with my ethics. Um, so having her here on the show, I can actually ask the questions that I don't get to ask everybody. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, you know, so kind of tell us a little bit about your story and what actually got you here to where you are today. Okay. Well, um, I had had a couple of love traumas. And it wasn't until the second one um, that the husband I adored totally sabotaged his life. And at the same time, because I was married to him, he sabotaged mine. Uh And uh, he looks at me and goes, I don't know why I sabotage and ruin everything I love. And I said, I don't know either, but I'm going to find out. And at that time, when I got a triple master's in psychology, they did not say the words childhood trauma. It did not exist. They might have talked about attachment and this and that, but it was very loose and it wasn't much about the whole therapeutic process. So I started my journey to get help. 
And I went to seven therapist friends of mine. Nobody knew what he had. Nobody knew how to help me heal from PSTD of love trauma. They didn't know what to do to help me through that. So I started doing my own research and I discovered the direct correlation of unhealed childhood trauma to causing and attracting toxic love. So at that point, you know, I could see uh, the traumas he had. And then I looked through all my work experience. I worked in the schools as a trauma counselor for grades kindergarten through college. I worked in a mental health unit at a hospital for kids five through 19. I worked in the drug rehab centers with women from the prison system. And I'm talking age 19 through 65. So despite the age, the race, the culture, no matter what, these top 10 traumas kept showing up. So in 2012, I developed a childhood trauma checklist, which is out now around the world as an assessment tool. And I kept digging into more research. And that's really what helped me to heal. And then I could recognize my own traumas because I still had a few bumps in the road, nothing major. That's what most people say. And then when I came up with the 10 traumas, it's like, I do have quite a few of those, you know, because I did, I was bullied, you know, when I was in middle school, I did have a father that I found out he had an affair and I had to hold the family secret. So I didn't destroy my family. So there was many things that came up. I just kind of normalized, but really they are leading to what I was attracting into my life for a love partner. And now, you know, I have very healthy emotional love. And that's what I teach my clients to do, to heal their childhood trauma and create the life they desire and have the love that they deserve. So that's Uh, how I got into this. That's amazing. That is amazing. Like you touched on so many things. Um, I used to also feel like that the things that I went through in life was normal. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, was my mother was in and out of jail um the first 13 years of my life um you know my grandmother raised me um you know i was definitely a rebellious teen i became a teen parent at 17 um you know just kind of <coughs> excuse me it's running the streets yeah you know and and when i became an adult i suppressed a lot of that um and even to this day i still have things that i don't remember people will be like oh you remember when you're doing i'm like Mm-mm. I don't remember that. I don't remember it. Um, I'll be sitting around now and things will just pop into my mind that happened when I was like 24 years old. And it's like, why? You know, because I'm on that therapeutic journey. I'm on that transformational journey with myself. Um, and that's what made me also want to become a person to help somebody else do that same, you know, obtain obtain that as well, you know, um, because, we feel like because it's normal, because we see everybody else going through it, because everybody else experiences some type of things, that does not make it okay for us to continue to deal with that. And I, I find, especially in the African-American culture, that we normalize toxicity. We normalize you know, these things because we've seen it so much that it's just a part of life. And that is not normal you know right. and I, I'm, I'm very I advocate for you know changing that and you know along the way i've lost some people that you know i now feel like i was trauma bonded with you know um even knowing about trauma bonding like once i really realized you know what it was the de- you know the definitive term of it i was shocked because yeah. i was trauma bonded with a lot of people well, people, I attract people of trauma. That's yeah. what trauma bonding is for those that don't know. 
And, you know, they didn't even come out with the credentialing of certified clinical trauma professional or CCTP, which I am. I'm advanced. I have level one and two for my education. And, you know, this is all the, and I, and I was doing healing skills before that, but this right. is more healing skills that we learn as a certified professional in trauma. And there is much to learn. And as a coach, I have the whole educational model. Um, counseling, you kind of just talk about your feelings. Coaching, I educate you in exactly how to heal right. from the trauma, right direction, and you know the skills to use because that people are like, yes, I finally am getting the answers on how to heal this, right? And they didn't understand that the, the 10 traumas that I define, which I can go over for you if you'd like, and how they lead to all this mishap in the relationship. They didn't understand because of this, this happened. You know, because yeah, go over people. them, you know, break it down. Um, my, my audience definitely would love to hear that. Absolutely. You mentioned I want to hear it, please. Description. Yes. So here we go. A couple of things before I say the top 10. Number one, there are more than 10. But mm -hmm. These were the ones I saw working with my population over the years. Number two. Uh, childhood trauma is proven to go through at least three generations. So if you feel mm -hmm. you had it, then mom and dad had trauma as well. Number three, in 2021, they came out saying 100% of us have childhood trauma. Wow. And I believe it's because of the COVID epidemic. We all suffered in some way um, in our community, in our families. And also, um, you know, childhood trauma is not our fault. Right. We were just a product of our environment. So we don't want to look at our parents now with anger, or we don't want to look at ourselves with any shame. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it happens to all of us, what we have to do. I always say you can't change what you don't know, understand, or acknowledge, right? So this is the first part of understanding it. What is it exactly? So here are the top 10. As a child in your environment, so that could be in your home or in your school or your neighborhood, did you have uh, adults that, you know, were addicted. So we were talking drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew they were a cheater, porn, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism, and computer addiction, you know, like social media addiction mm -hmm. on the phones. Ooh, okay. Those are the top 10 addictions I describe. Second, verbal messaging. Did you hear the words, I love you? Did you hear compliments or did you not hear those words and not get compliments? Instead, you got put downs or you'll amount to nothing kind of messages or you're not good enough messages. How did you see your parents uh, work through a problem? Were they yelling and screaming at each other and did they yell and scream at you? So verbal messaging is really important in how we feel about ourselves and our self-love. Okay, number three is emotional abuse and neglect. Number four is any physical abuse hitting of any kind, rape or molestation. Again, I had, uh, you know, a beautiful African-American girl in my office and she goes, Rihanna, my family was really great. And then we got to that one. She goes, yes, I had an early date rape, you know, and that was everything that caused her to have all this toxic love and shame after that, yeah. you know, so th these things can impact you in very different ways. Um, the next one is on abandonment, and there's two types, fault and no-fault abandonment. So no-fault means um, some kind of abandonment that it was not your parents' fault. 
So they might have died early. They might have gone off to war for a couple of years and served the country. Or they might have traveled a lot for their work. And I remember seeing that when I'm like, wow, that fits me. I didn't think that was a trauma. But I do remember as a little girl saying, when's dad coming home? And my mom said, well, I don't know where he was. And she didn't because he was like James Bond. He was CIA and FBI. And we didn't know where he was. So as a little girl, I was always wondering, is he okay? Where is he? Right? But that's no fault because that's how he supported the family. That's how he earned his money. Then there's fault abandonment, never being in your child's life, being in your child's life where the couple's together, then leaving or being sporadic with your child, or even being in the family home, but being emotionally detached and not supporting your kids at their sports or uh, play activities, whatever they were doing, you just weren't there. You know, you come from the office to get dinner at home, and then you go into the home office and just like, you handle the kids kind of thing. Okay, the next one is, and you mentioned this one, um, there's adoption, foster care, or needing to live in another family's home. So you weren't with your family, you were with your grandma, right? You were with your grandmother's home. Um, so this could be grandma, aunt, uncle, family, neighbor, but for some reason you had to leave your family home. Next one is personal trauma. Many people relate to this one. This is if you were ever teased or bullied or felt different. Um, my, my client I just referred to you before, she goes, I was the only black student in an all Caucasian school. So therefore she felt different, that she didn't fit in. She didn't feel good enough in her own mind. Mm -hmm. uh, this occurs a lot for our LGBTQ kids. They feel different. They're not accepted when they're coming out. Um, so you could have been a chubby, overweight child and teased for that or skinny and gawky and teased for that. And that's what I was teased and bullied over for looking yeah, like a nerd. They got to. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Then we have trauma number eight, which is sibling trauma. This is if you perceive your sibling to be the golden child. So more handsome, more beautiful, the, the, the star athlete of the family, uh, the better students, um, just in some way they were more special. Or they could have been born with special needs and that commanded more of mom's and dad's time. So you got slighted. Um, or they bullied you. So those are the scenarios around sibling trauma. Trauma number nine has two parts. I actually had to bring down number 11 and put it in the top 10 list. And that was community trauma. And community trauma, when I was making this list and when I was young, was not a big deal. Now it's one of the most profound traumas. This is our school sh shootings, our mass shootings, mm. uh, mother nature events, floods, fires, hurricanes that wipe out communities at large. And of course, that then impacts the family, which is the other part. Yeah. But not only that is family trauma, incarceration of a family member, which you had, uh, struggling financially a lot of moves, you know, so the child's always the new kid in the school. And that happens a lot with our military families. Um, you know, just growing up with a lot of lack messages, you know, we won't have enough money to get food this month or whatever, that you're always on edge. Are we okay? I don't feel safe kind of feelings. Um, or you grow up in a dangerous neighborhood. Uh, trauma number 10 is mental health issues in mom or dad. And if you're part of the baby boomer generation like I was, our parents didn't go to counseling. So we kind of have to guess. 
But for kids, the two most difficult is bipolar and borderline personality disorder. So borderline, I describe real quick as quick temper, um, moodiness. You don't know, ever know what you're going to get. So when they're good, they're great. But when they're bad, they're horrid. It's the kind of parent that flips out over something that nobody else would get upset over. And then bipolar is manic depressive. So people say, is manic the good one? I said, well, it could be a high and happy stage, but it's often mixed with an addiction, like a gambling spree, a spending spree, um, you know, something like that. And of course, depression can show up as anger, lashing out, or emotional disconnect or extreme fatigue. So those are the top 10. Wow. So you can see a hundred percent. Hey, can't nobody after listening to this, you cannot say that you have not experienced nothing, people. That right there, I, I swear I got six or seven of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and because like I said, because people think that it's normal that we're just supposed to deal with that. Um, and that was something that I really struggled a lot with. Um, I was April of 2020 was kind of a mental breaking point for myself. Um, I literally logged off of social media and at a time when we were uncertain about so much and social media was our only way, I had to step away from it for 30 days because I literally was about to break mentally. Um, it wasn't just because of COVID. It was because of everything else that had been leading up years before. And that I think was just the icing on the cake for me. And it was like, you know what? You're about to go crazy. I had to send a group message to my family. Like I've got to take a break from everybody right now. Otherwise I'm going to end up in prison. Um, you know, I've always been the helpful person, right? I've always been the mentor person. I've always been the one to go above and beyond, but I never did that for myself. When it was time to pour that into me, I had nothing. Yeah. Um, and that was a systematic programming that I believe that if I just kept going for everybody else, I would get my blessings that way. And part of people pleasing or proving you're good enough. Yep. Uh, very often from their verbal messages that you grow yep. up with or personal traumas. Yes. Yeah. Workaholism. Man. Um, you know, but I, I set a lot of boundaries and, you know, I've overcome or I'm overcoming um, a lot, you know, because I understand that it is always going to be a continuing process for myself, um, you know, unlearning and relearning, reconditioning how my mind works, how I think, how I act, how I speak, because even though I still got a little hood speak in me, but uh, I speak from a place of healing now instead of a place of habit, you know, yeah. and I'm actually coming out with a book um, that I'm actually going to launch um, in 2023. Um, it's called um, From Healing to, From Havoc to Healing, 30 Days of Reconditioning. And I'm actually taking it out of my journal that I journaled in April of 2020, pretty much highlighting my emotions at that time, what I was doing at that time and how I was beginning that transformational process. So I'm super excited to bring that out because I know a lot of people are going to completely understand. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, like with that, um, you know, I know and, you know, I always go back to the normalization because I feel like, do you catch a lot of flack when you explain this to people and they're like, oh, no, this is just how it's supposed to be. Like, do you receive no. that? At all? No, Keisha, because like, well, now I'll explain a little bit how it shows up in relationships. And then when they see it and the why they understand it, then they want help. 
you know, right. so they know I'm coming from a place of love and healing. Right, right. You know, not a place of, oh, this happened to you, now feel bad about it. Like, not at all. Right. I'm also one who experienced both childhood and love trauma. So I've been in their shoes, right? So if you have a partner that you're always, can like, always attracting someone that has jealousy and control, right? Or you are controlling and jealous is because you felt not good enough. These were verbal messages that came to you or the uh, personal traumas of being put down or feeling different or not feeling like you measured up. Um, perfectionism comes from that. Very often women do a lot of people pleasing around the difficult yelling parent. You know, if I'm the good little girl and don't speak up, then maybe they won't yell at me. So you do everything to please. And then that comes into your relationships. Um, when you have abandonment issues, this is where codependency comes from and love addiction. And very often with this comes RRS, relationship repetition syndrome. So that shows up in two ways. One, you keep attracting a toxic type of partner, narcissistic, abusive, verbally, emotionally. Then you break up and then you say, okay, I'm going to read all these self-help books. I'm going to go on podcasts. I'm going to go to summits and I'm going to get it different this time. And there, lo and behold, you get another one and then <laughs> another one. And it's like, by the third one, I usually get them in my office. Like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And that is the repetition. Or you have this one partner and you break up because, uh, you know, consciously he's not good for you. And then you get back together because you miss him about 10 days in. It's like, well, something's better than nothing. I'd rather have a boyfriend than be alone. You know, all these things are going in your head. And so you get back together and it's about a 10 day cycle. And then the abuse starts again. Then you break up again. The research shows this pattern of on again, off again happens at least seven times. Mm. So that's RRS as well. And you can't seem to break the addiction to this partner. So what is happening there? The unconscious is craving love more than your conscious mind can be strong enough to stay away and find someone new. So I have a lot of people stuck in that RRS pattern. Uh, a lot of addiction is over childhood trauma issues, um, imposter syndrome in our, oh, yes. you know, in our movie stars and actors and that kind of thing. Um, there's something called blurting out. And a great example is one of our top politicians a couple years ago used to just blurt things out that would leave us watching him on TV say, what did you just say? You know, <laughs> he didn't just say that, you know, blurting things out without thinking about it. It's usually narcissistic, controlling, arrogant, and it's at least people like shocked. That's yeah. blurting out. Um, and he was a child of an alcoholic and had childhood trauma. Definitely was. <laughs> was. I know exactly who you're talking about. I definitely read that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this comes up quite a bit. Yeah. And yet people can find success because success feeds the ego enough that you're surviving. Yeah. We all need our ego failed to, you know, to accomplish. So this is why a lot of my people are successful in business, but struggle in love. Yeah. But they have found their way. Like school became like a safe haven. Like their teachers might love them more than their mom and dad. So it's mm -hmm. like, I want to work hard for that teacher. And then you get good grades or like, I'm getting out of the hood, right? I mean, I worked yeah. with a lot of inner city kids. I said, to get out of here, you just need to get good grades. 
and keep moving. You know, you don't have to stay here forever. Let's get you empowered and get you out of here. So then they learned that they like success. And that's where the workaholism came in. But then when they go to fall in love, that peace was never healed. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I can totally relate to that because I've definitely had my share, um, you know, of relationships, you know, with regards to that, those exact patterns. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, even with family, um, I, I have to tell some of my clients because the struggle is to say no. Um, mm -hmm. The struggle is to not want to, you know, hurt people's feelings and, you know, but I have to tell them, you know, you've got to do that in order for your feelings to be empowered, for you to become the new person that you are wanting to become, to create your new reality. You're yeah, going to have to make something. You have to love yourself more. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Every time. Um, and, you know, there are some people because I have to I look at it now from the standpoint of just exactly what you said. Somebody is going somebody else is going through something that has nothing to do with me. So how they're reacting to what I'm telling them has nothing to do with me. And that really helped me become more unapologetic in my words. You know, I, yeah. I come from a place of logic. 95% of the time, mm -hmm. but you know, before I was an emotional talker, um, I would talk all day off my emotions, but now I'm applying the logic because I want resolution. I want mm -hmm. solution. I want resource. You know, I don't just have empty conversations anymore. I want growth inspired growth filled conversations. And that is always going to help me, you know, elevate. So <clears throat> that is also one of the triggers with people that are not ready to move forward as I am. You know, and I know that you probably see that a lot, you know, yeah, with regards yeah. to people saying, oh, they don't understand, you know, they just don't understand, but they don't because they don't want to and they're going through their own trauma. Well, I always say we can't change the other, the mm -hmm. other person, right? So, but we can change ourselves. Yes. So we have to know how to do empowered communication. We have to have self-love, self-esteem, confidence, be able to speak without the yelling, screaming, because that helps nobody, right? And the one that can speak with power and control is the one who has the control. One that's yelling and screaming at you has lost control. Absolutely. So when we, I have to always teach empowered communication because most of my people had seen growing up, you know, the mother just cowering down and getting quiet and not saying anything, you know, because she was afraid she was going to get slapped or whatever. So they picked that up and they were doing that with their partners, right? It's like, I'll shut down. I won't say anything. And that happens with men as well. The sons who talk back to an angry alcoholic father may get whacked. So if his, his wife's upset, he'll get passive aggressive. He gets quiet. He shuts down. He doesn't talk to her for a day or two. And in that way, he's punishing and has some sense of control. But he's also afraid to speak up that he'll be punished even more by her. So it's a lot of deep psychological work that I have to do with trauma healing. It is under mental health. And um, it's really important that we do that because, I mean, trauma impacts us in seven areas of life. Our physical health leads to sleep disorder, fibromyalgia, weight gain cardiovascular disease, shorter lifespan, poor immune systems, um, you know, so uh, the relationship is the attachment problems and the low trust, difficulty having friendships, um, problem, of course, in romantic relationship and these cycles of abuse and neglect. And then for our kids, um, 
This is what I was saying at the schools, you know, impaired readiness to learn. They're not learning as well. The reason is they come in from a home where it's traumatic and their cortisol is high, which is a fight, flight, or freeze response in the body. When cortisol is high, memory is down. So because I was always on child study team, they're like, this kid needs ADHD meds. I said, no, this kid can focus, but he's coming in from a traumatized home. So very early on when it was not even, you know, known to happen, I was doing meditation and music therapy in my office. And the teacher was like, how come that kid's so chilled out when he comes back? I said, well, we're meditating to Louis Miguel, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Ms. Rihanna put Mr. Louie on. I said, did you have a bad morning? Yeah, I had a bad morning. And then it would just chill him out. Yeah. And he could go back and focus on his studies, you know. So there's definitely language delays with kids uh, growing up in traumatic homes, problems with focus, concentration, and their academic achievement. So it impacts us at all levels of life. Every level. Every level. So and I have an adult come in, and I know they have kids. I always say, how are your kids doing? Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask that. Like, I was definitely rolling to that, um, you know, because a lot of us feel like, well, a lot of people feel like that their trauma isn't, you know, re- affecting their children. And in all actuality, and we see it now more than anything. Um, I personally see where these ch- these teenagers have no respect, um, you know, and it does boil down to what comes to the home, you know, but yeah. what's happening is the backlash is coming back. You can't give negative reactions, a negative reaction in return. That's not gonna fix anything, you know. Um, I just feel like a lot of people don't want to do the work that's required to begin their healing process. A lot of people are okay with havoc. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality. Um, a lot of people are okay with just being where they're at because they don't want to do the work. They want to stay stuck in havoc. Um, and unfortunately, our society is hurting because of that. Oh, it definitely is hurting because of it. And, you know, if your parents listening out there and your children are reaching out for help, there's two types of kids. There's externalizers and internalizers. So our externalizers are their kids that are screaming back at you or running away or dressing sexy and looking for the hot boyfriend to get a little love and attention. The internalizers are the ones that stay in their room on the computer, won't talk to anybody uh, won't be social. You know, they're very upset internally. Those are like my cutters or, you know, my kids that might've been suicidal in the hospitals that I was treating. So you know, look for the signs in your kids and get them help. Yeah. And they may not want a counselor. They may want a coach. So, I mean, I work with kids 16 and up only virtually on the computer, um, but get someone that definitely has trauma recovery training. That's super important. Or if they were involved around a school shooting, get your kids support for that. You know, every child should need to process that. That's a scary event. Absolutely. It is. Truly, totally. Um, And also don't be ashamed to get help for yourself. Um, You know, I work with women, you know, between the ages of 27 and 40 and up sometimes even, but a lot of them are afraid because they feel like it's too late for them to get help for themselves. And it is never, ever, ever too late to 
change your life, you know, to become more at peace with things, you know, letting things go. No, it's not going to change what happened, what you have gone through in life, um, but it is going to change your future, extend your quality of life. It's going to help you with all of that. You know, as you said, this affects seven things of us, you know, our physical well-being, our immune systems, all of that. It's not just you being mad all the time. It's you diminishing your quality of life because you have so much that's built up um, that you won't go and get the help that's required. You know, even therapeutic wise, you know, I, I was in therapy for about a good six months and I took those tools and, you know, kept going with that, but I didn't feel like I needed it anymore because I am very open on speaking on any and everything that I've gone through in life. I'm a cancer survivor. Um, you know, I went from a mother of one to a mother of three. My sister passed away from heart failure and I took her kids mm -hmm. overnight without a second thought, you know, um, but mm -hmm. all of that stuff over the years built up and kicked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I, again, I'm speaking from a place of healing now. My journey is continual. But one thing I am not going to hesitate, if I feel like I need some therapeutic intervention again, baby, I'm going without a second thought. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want us to just get into the understanding of doing. Yeah. yeah my oldest client is 76. Nice. And when his fourth wife divorced him, he came into me sobbing, goes, I'll die alone. Nobody will ever love me. They all reject me. And he was an alcoholic and he quit alcohol years ago. And he was a gambler and he quit that years ago, but he never healed the childhood trauma. Yeah. So um, that's what we had to work on. And now he's been with the same girlfriend for six years. And he goes, Rihanna, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I love it. You know, so there's never too old. I have several people in their seventies now, actually. I love it. So, and I said, 16 to 76 is what I say. <laughs> LGBTQ, you know, there is no prejudice when it comes to healing trauma. Yeah. We're all God's kids. We all were born into this world, world perfect, but we've all gone through things and they can all be healed. That's the beautiful part of this story. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything can be healed, you guys. Everything. Yes. Every single thing, you know, everybody's journeys is different. Um, that's what I definitely always want to stress. Understand that your journey is not going to be the same. My triumph may not be your triumph. My strengths may not be your strengths. But one thing about it is you do have the capability. You do have the power. All you have to do is get intentional and in wanting to get the solutions. Um, and, and, and just start there, you know, let everything else guide you, but just remain intentional on growing. And I promise you, and I don't normally promise, but I promise <laughs> you, things can get easier as long as you are willing to put in the work to make that happen. Absolutely. 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 As I say, it is time to create the life you desire and have the love you deserve. Don't wait. We only get one go round in this life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we definitely have your website scrolling at the bottom, but let them know where you are at everywhere else, social media and all that good stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the best place to start is my website, which is my name, RihannaMilne.com. I also have a podcast called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. It's on every podcast channel. My YouTube channel under my name has 250 videos and audios and 115 shows for my podcast are there too. Um, but there's free gifts on the website that I think will be really helpful um, as soon as you go on, there's a pop-up, there's a brand new report, seven signs of a toxic relationship. You can get that once you're on the site. There's a new ebook I came out with a couple months ago, 
how to have the love you deserve. So make sure you get that one. There's four free love tests on there and 60 pages of both live and love beyond your dreams books for you to download for free. So all kinds of goodies on my website, plus a huge blog and lots of other things on there. If you want to meet with me, there's an incredible special going on right now. We can meet with me to discuss your concerns. Hey, I love it. I love it. You guys heard that. Did y'all hear all of the resources she just provided for y'all? Um, the link will actually be in the podcast details. If you are listening on YouTube or if you're listening on your favorite streaming platform, please go download that stuff, you guys, because guess who's going over there to check some out? <laughs> there you go. I wanted to provide a lot of free resources and then I'm available if you want to meet with me personally. I love it. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much for being here. Like your breakdowns today were amazing and so needed. This is exactly what I created the Empowering Real Talk podcast for to bring, you know, resource and solution. And you did just that. I'm super appreciative for you being here today. Thank you, Keisha. Definitely, definitely. Well, you guys know where y'all can find me on all social media platforms at Coach K-A-Y-W-D-S. Y'all make sure again, before I go, that y'all are subscribed on your favorite podcast streaming platform or right here on YouTube, baby. Until next time, you guys, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for the support. And I will talk to y'all soon. Stay positive, baby. Bye.